episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name, as always, is DK Diamantes. My co-host, as always, is Bricky, and he's going to be filling us in on some really crazy, stupid Warhammer 40k nonsense. But before he does, if you enjoy today's episode, please head on over to patreon.com slash Ridiculous and consider supporting the podcast. If you do, you get access to our Discord, bloopers if they happen, some really really classy fun warhammer-esque non-commercial uh legally distinct posters wow that was a mouthful anyway you should do it we're great you love us money uh so yeah uh patreon.com slash adeptus ridiculous bricky tell them about all the other stuff like books and merch and orchids can I can I instead just use that as our new slogan? Entertainment over accuracy isn't good anymore. I prefer you love us uh, money, <laughs> whatever the hell you decide to say there. Slap it on a shirt. Let's go. <laughs> Put the because logo on the screen, Shy. The new logo. The new logo. Like that, you that love gave us money. The money. That's that's a good giggle. I like that one. Um. Yes, uh, merch, Orchidate.com. Check it out. Uh, if you wanted dice, the dice have been restocked. So go ahead and grab yourself some new amazing and ridiculous dice for the book club. We are doing a Gas Coal Thraka Prophet of the War. That'll Wah. be soon. Uh, and that'll be pretty soon. And um, that's, that's about it. That's, that's normally only the two things I say. Yeah, that's it. That's good. Well done. Uh, Thank you. I'm, I, I am known for being uh, very on point when it comes to the things that I say and do. Yeah, very succinct. Very nice. Very nice. Succinct. Yeah, look at me using those big words. That's an enormous word. That has a whole, like, what, seven letters? I know. I, uh, I, got, a, I got a word a day calendar for Christmas, and I have been putting it to good use. That's a joke. I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Thanks, Dad. Now, get on with the episode. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going. All God. right. So, the episode uh, succinct. So, the episode we got going on today is going to be another fun one. Very similar to the prior episode we did on the Tyranids. And uh, for the quote, to give you this one, oh, and no. this it'll, it'll be very obvious. What, don't worry, DK. This will be just as obvious as the lie. Actually, you know what? Let me... Let me flip through this book real quick. Let me let me see if I can make it easy uh, okay. or harder. Let's see if I can make oh, so it harder you ha- for you. You have the book, eh? I I own the codex that we will be discussing today. Sisters, sisters, it's the sisters. I own that codex. It is not the only fucking codex I own. <laughs> I just assume if you're flipping through a book, it's gotta be sisters. Why would it? Why? Why? I, I, I have know, many. I, I have many armies. Yeah, but you're a goddamn simp. I know. Well, me actually, too. I actually, you, so like, I think you know. you're worse. Me? Yes. Worse? How do you figure, good sir? Listen, dude. You're the one advertising the cat boy, fucking Katie, and I was the one who was who had that show up on my doorstep and 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 had to spray <laughs> it with a fucking spray bottle. <laughs> Wait till you see the next one. I've seen the whip of the ne- Oh, it's it's class, man. It is class. I am fucking terrified of whatever the <laughs> hell you are bringing to the table. I think you're going to actually like it, unironically. Maybe. Unironically? Mm, so how about that quote, huh? Yeah, that uh, quote. Those who don the blinkers of willful ignorance may no longer bear witness to the true illumination of the Omnissiah. Even amidst the deepest shadows, we bathe in that holy light. Uh, that, that sounds pretty admec. Um, it's sisters! If- Let's go! <laughs> Is it actually sisters? Of course not, you fuck! I was gonna say, did you just debate me into thinking it was Admech just so you could one idiot to not be sisters? Because I guess sisters for me flipping through a book that requires me far too uh, to think far too ahead. You know that that requires me to be to assume that I have any brain right now. And, and come on, my friend, we all know that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. No one on this yeah. recording has much brain power to use. So yeah, nope, you're, too, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's too tough. So Admech. So Admech. 
Admech! 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 All right, Admech. So, in the good old days of the Admech, we are talking about um, the similar thing that we did in the Tyranids episode, because apparently Shy has informed me that we haven't done an Admech episode since our first. Um. Oh, wow. I think you're right. I mean, we, we go pretty in-depth in that episode. It's one of my favorite ones we've done. But, yeah, we haven't really talked about them huh. since then, which is too bad because Admech are a top three best-designed-looking factions in Warhammer. Oh, they yeah, are, are super cool. They, they have their a totally unique and amazing spin on, on techno-fetishistic... Um, like body horror augmentation cults of, of religious zealotry, like a very like cyberpunk thing. It's super specific, kind of you know, kind of monks and priesthood robes, like mm-hmm. such a fascinating combination of weird shit going on with these guys. It's it's really fun. Yeah, they have a great combat because like usually when you think of like sort of futuristic cyberpunk body modification stuff you don't really think like religious zealotry but i kind of love the fact that they took a very human sort of uh, uh zealous religious fanaticism and made it applicable to people that want to be robots but not just that but they also slapped on like the monk kind of mm. thing like like a little yeah. bit of like you know with the with the incense and the robes and stuff so not only are they religious zealots but the religious zealots taken from a different type instead of just like our old like crusaders and stuff like knights Mm -hmm. and shit it's great and and they're so like they're so stringent and misguided and like not wanting to like invent anything and having these very specific rules that you wouldn't think like this cyber machine cult would have it's it's actually really cool I I I love the meshing. They're 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 massive hypocrites, and it's a lot oh, of fun. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we're talking similarly like we did with the last episode where we discussed the Tyranid High Fleets. Today we are talking about the various Forge Worlds, and we're going to do the same thing we did last time, which is talk mainly about the ones that are playable in game. Uh, because mm-hmm. I actually I got a lot of comments from the Tyranid one in my stream later where they said like. Like, obviously, some of them want us to talk about some more unknown high fleets and all that, but it was helpful because they didn't know what army they wanted to play as. And so it was like, oh, we made a lot of Gorgon fans, which is great because I like Gorgon. Yes! Um, Justice for Gorgon! Justice for Gorgonborn. Gorgonborn. I love that. Gorgonborn sounds so good. Gorgonborn. Sounds like a a soup. (laughs) Gorgonborn pea soup. Yeah, nice. Oh no, big, it's not pee. Gorgonborn. It's, it's not pee, it's AIDS. Oh no. Get your Gorgonborn. Hot, steamy Gorgonborn. HIV positive. So after the Gorgonborn, uh, so we're talking about Forge Worlds here, and we're talking about all the main ones, and maybe we'll cover the other ones, but there's quite a lot of main ones in this one. They have lots of interesting lore. So cool. a reminder, of course, you already know what a Forge World is, but for everyone that may have forgotten, a Forge World is, in fact, a gigantic planet and or other various types that aren't planets, depending on the Forge World. But it's a big military industrial complex made by the Admech. It is covered in giant years of buildup, and, uh, like like toxic buildup, machine factories, production centers, furnaces of volcanoes. These like it just like quarries like it is a gigantic fucking military like industrial industrial revolution complex hive cities that that go so high you break atmosphere shit like that and is entirely dedicated to the machine gods and the omnissiah i always remember it as it's 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 a world dedicated to like forging stuff like titans or weaponry or something it's just a whole world that is dedicated to the forging of like weapons for the imperium not just weapons though it is it is all production like oh it's everything it's not just it's like basically weapons everything. And titans and spaceships and oh okay i mean in in a in the the uh grim dark universe of the 41st millennium there is only war as the as the <laughs> phrase goes, so a lot of it is war, 
But no, the the mechanicus make like fucking everything. They they make they help oh, okay. like make your make your tools and, and and your your cars and and your rations and stuff. Like you have to imagine them. Do you remember back in the World War Two? Was it was it Ford that stopped making cars and started making like Sherman tanks? Um, oh yeah 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 something like that I, I don't know the specifics and i know chat always or comments always get mad at me for it but i, I haven't been to high school in like a long time i've forgotten my basic history guys i am so sorry that i'm so smart that, brain that's totally fine half of our fan base are warhammer no our fan base is warhammer fans <laughs> which which means that they are that they are hard military nerds nerds you know, they're gonna get into an argument about the sherman and the tiger tank i'm sure but the, well, this isn't a guard episode, but I, I think some car companies started making tanks oh, back in World War II. Absolutely, I think that was a pretty common thing. Sure. So you need to imagine the Mechanicus a lot like Amazon, except now Amazon has an entire monopoly and mm. a monopoly on on war manufacturing. Oh, so okay. they make everything. It's just in the 41st right. millennium, we care a lot more about guns because guns sell the products. And like, because yeah. I, I don't buy a mini that has a can of tuna. I buy a mini that has a, a <laughs> an assault rifle that fires grenades. Yeah, well, I'd buy a Warhammer 40k can of tuna mini. Yeah, hey, sure. Why not? That sounds cool. I, I'm going to replace my, uh, I'm going to replace like the, the fist weapon from a dreadnought. With like a can opener. Nice. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that that's that's old Dragon Ball meme too, that joke. I'm angry. Old, old Dragon Ball meme. Um but so that so yeah, they have it's all dedicated, of course, to the machine god and the Omnisaya's will, and a, another big reminder, the Machine Gun and Omnisaya are not the same. The Machine God is their belief that there is a God that permeates mm. through all machines, and that's why you need to pray to it in order for your shit to work. The yeah. Omnisaya is their prophet, which they believe yes. to be the Emperor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's I guess a big I, distinction. I, I... I guess I thought the Forge Worlds were dedicated to, like, making super-specific weaponry. Because, like, every time a Forge World is brought up, usually it's like, whoa, we can't let the Forge World fall. That's where we make Titans. And that's, like, all they care about. So, um, I guess that well, would be the higher right. priority. That would be the higher priority thing. But I guess it never crossed my mind that they would be making other stuff in these Forge Worlds, too. I mean, you are right. Most Forge Worlds are dedicated to a very specific export. Uh, I mean, because remember, the Imperium has a million worlds. <laughs> that scope is always lost on me. Yeah, a million planets underneath the Imperium's rule. These, we're talking about the seven, where is it, six? No, seven, seven forge worlds that are the most prominent and popular. Mm. Um, because there are many, many, many forge worlds. But they do, normally do have a dedicated export, but they also make other stuff. But okay. yeah, there is dedicated one. Like we'll talk about. Uh, I think it's Stygies at some point. Um, oh no, no, Lucius. Shit, Riza. It's Riza. Like Riza is really big into plasma. You oh, know, okay. and we'll kind of like figure about that. Anyway, let's start off with the first major Forge World, the Forge World of Mars. And by the way, they all have a little logo. Their logos are dope as shit. Um, okay. I know I don't know why that, that image isn't loading, but you can click on it. Um, yeah, I'll click on it. All of their logos are just really cool looking. Um, the, now Mars, of Ooh. course, is in Mars. We all know where Mars is. Um, Mars is kind of the boring one, only because it's the basic one. It's like the ultramarines of, you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, it's got this gig. It's known as the red planet. It's got this gigantic ring of forged spires that surround it. Uh, it had its big issue with the Dark Mechanicus during the Heresy. And, of course, it had all their major stuff going on with the Age of Strife. We discuss most of Mars in the Admech episode because Mars is kind of the birth of the Cult Mechanicus, give yep. or take. Um, terraformed by humans in the early 22nd century, which is actually quite soon. Um, and, uh, you know, during the, the Age of Strife, they were cut off from the Warp Storms. And because of the Warp Storms and the weird requiring... Uh, for technology to keep them alive in the thousands of years, they 
worshipped the Omnissiah. They believed that that was the way to keep the machines running, to keep them all alive, because their atmosphere was destroyed and they had to live underground. Uh, hence why their robes are red, because it was camouflage on the Martian soil. And it I stuck. I love that. Yeah, and it stuck as their culture. I love that that's why they wear red robes, so that they could just camouflage on Mars, which is obviously uh, predominantly red. Uh, also, it's a, it's a really looks, fun idea. Oh, yeah. Mars looks really cool when it's all admect, like with the with the man-made spires around it. And like the I, I don't know. Is that is that a city in the middle that's shaped like a skull? Uh, I believe that's that's simply just oh, it is shaped like a skull. That's fucking cool. Um, yeah, those are just so like cool. hi, hive cities, like just giant yeah. hive industrial complexes. But that looks so cool that it's kind of shaped like the uh, the Admech skull. Oh, I, lo I love that. It's 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 such a cool looking futuristic grimdark looking planet. Like that is the most 40k planet I've ever seen. That's Man, cool. we're gonna get to see some crazier 40k planets coming up too. But Ooh. yeah, it, it is it is a yeah the the cog of Mars is just. It literally said they stamped the fucking cog seal of Mars right there. It's super yeah. fun. Um, yeah. Now, Mars in particular is known for their ex excessive dedication towards the machine god. And that's the Omnissiah's grace in general. If you had to choose, in, maybe maybe it's not number one. But if I if you forced to be like, who is the most religious of all the Forge worlds? I'd probably say Mars. Oh, yeah, because that's like their, their, essentially that's their mecca, right? Because that's where they're culture and all of their beliefs started yeah yeah it's the it is the birthplace of the i have the book in my hands here and there's always like a subtext for all of these forge worlds and theirs is literally the birthplace of the cult mechanicus it is the holiest ground it is their jerusalem you know it's their mecca it is their spot mars the place they still wear the red robes in other areas to dedicate themselves to it to mars and it is yeah. It is also home to uh, Arch, like Belisarius Call, Archmagos, Dominus, prime conduit of the Omnissiah. Wow. These fucking words, dude. The scent is Archaeologist and Fabricator, Tyrannus Mechanicum and Genitor Majoris. Belisarius Call augments and supersedes his numerous achievements as his demanding mind dictates. Damn. So. Call is, of course, the funky one, who's mm -hmm. been, probably been alive longer than the Horus Heresy, but is and most definitely has a, a small AI with him. <laughs> most and, definitely, uh, even though it's a little heretical, it's Call. Call, I feel like Call gets a little bit of leeway, right? Call entirely gets a pass because Gilliman gives him a pass. Mm -hmm. The reason Call, Call gives has so much, right? Because, yeah, Call was the one who created the Primaris Marines. All those grav tanks we saw in the um, Kirath episode, all Call. Ah. That's all him. And so Gilliman is like, buddy, I like the shit you're making. You're a fucking weirdo. I like <laughs> the stuff you're making, though. It's really helpful. I can't give you much, though, because if I, if I try to promote you, Mars is going to go into Civil War. So... so so what you're saying is uh, Belisarius found his calling. Calling. Ah, he's so funny. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's so fucking funny. He thinks he's so <laughs> cool. I live for these reactions. <laughs> thinks he's such a fucking funny man. Funny guy. Right here. God damn it. I, he wants right. to call you on his telephone. Wow, all right. Um, so anyway, uh, in terms of the actual like gameplay of Mars, there uh, the whole idea is that when you actually play the, the army, there are two separate things you get to use for your army. You get something called Canticles of the Omnissiah, and you also get something known as um, uh, Doctrina Imperatives. And... Uh, what it does is allows these canticles, these, you know, blessings of the machine god to be present practically across your entire army. Sounds and they have... Useful? Yeah, they have, they have fun things. It's like, um, their flavor text says, The favor of the machine god can be seen in the powerful optimization granted by every static-ridden psalm incanted by its most faithful followers. 
This is manifest also in Mars's ultimate mastery of manufacture and the excellence of its craftsmanship. Damn. It's it's good. You know they they have a they have a, the stratagem is known as Wrath of Mars. You know, None can smite the blasphemer like those from Mars, for theirs is the most righteous of zeal. All praise the glory of the machine god. Wow. <laughs> you know, it, the it, zealotry is just, it is dripping with it. It is the Jerusalem of the Omnissiah, you know, mm -hmm. big place. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Damn. All right. All right. It's a good, it's a good time. I Mar Mars is a simple one, but Mars is a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. You can't talk about Forge Worlds without talking about Mars. It is the most important one. It's the starting point. It's yeah, like you said, it's the, it's their mecca, it's their Jerusalem. It's it is everything. It is the it is the forgiest world of forge worlds. It's the forgiest um, forge world, yeah. The forgiest forge world. Next up, we have Forge World Metallica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's obey the, the, your master. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I appreciate that. What's what's the really famous Metallica song? Is that is that one or? Oh man, there's so many. There's Master of Puppets is pretty popular. Throw some uh, throw some names out there. Keep going. Uh, Enter Sandman. Uh huh. Um, shit, I'm drawing a blank on on other popular ones. What's uh, the one those... that Avenged Sevenfold copied by making Buried Alive? Oh shit, I don't remember. Because uh, no. I, I specifically remember Master of Puppets, Enter Sandman, and then it's like, uh-oh, I can't think of anything. And then it's like, oh, yeah, they had that St. Anger album that everybody just loved. Um, uh, it's is... called One. It's just <clears throat> called One. The song is just called One. Okay. That's the one. I, I, be I believe you. I, I like it. I like I like this song a lot, actually. I think it's pretty. I think it's really good. Um, oh, yeah. any, anywho, Metallica. Metallica. Uh, the the under the um subtext is the gleaming giant of Ultima Segmentum. Whoa, uh, qu right. quote quote from them: Iron over flesh, cogitation over thought, information over conjecture. Thus is purity and victory assured. Ooh, so they really lean into wanting to be robots, huh? Metallica like heavily. Well, I guess that's part of the name, right? Metallica metal. Exactly. Metallica is almost in a planet entirely made of metal. Ooh, is there a picture of this thing? Uh, I need to find one because um, the there is no flora or fauna on the entire planet. The oh, atmosphere, shit. the atmosphere barely accepts life. It wasn't always this way, but with a lot of time and effort. Like the Metallica uh, studio, like industrial complex, has fully turned this planet into like ninety five percent flat out fucking metal. Whoa, that is so metal, dude! I can't like... take to I can't take today anymore. <laughs> I I can't. it is. I can't do this. So, uh, can you only, so it, you said it barely accepts life, right? So do you have to be, like, ultra heavily augmented mechanicus to, like, be able to even thrive on this planet? Or you possibly might just be, like, um, one of the various people that lives, like, lives in the, in the hive cities that probably have their own, maybe some kind of, uh... Oh, like an atmospheric bubble that, uh, lets them survive? Yeah, I don't know if this is the right image, but I, I'm I would not be surprised if it was. Oh wow! Yeah, that 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 city is covered in just like spires and cities, and it does look like there's some kind of Admech logo right smack dab in the middle in that circle. There's a couple of them. There's one oh, on the yeah, bottom left right. in the middle yeah, and the yeah, bottom yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, you're right. I I don't know why I was just completely drawn to that one kind of in the middle. Damn. Yeah, that that yeah. seems that seems about right. That seems like a Metallica world, yeah. Yeah, it is a a world of of pure metal. And what's interesting about them in uh, particular is that it's actually located in the Caradon sector, which is where they've recently had these um, Warzone Caradon books. So they're they're kind of having to deal with a big orc with a bunch of orc fuckers right now. Oof, that's no. Um, 
the way they were able to actually survive the Age of Strife way back in the day was using their massive uh, Metallica Titan legions. And they fended off 32 Xenos invasions. Um, and it had formed a giant empire with a bunch of neighboring systems. And originally, they were hostile to the Imperium when they arrived. But oh. the tech priests saw their STCs down there and like, oh, wait. No, wait, you guys are cool. Hold on, hold on. And they started doing diplomacy, and then things got worked out. Um, I mean, the Age of Strife was a crazy time, so I don't necessarily blame them for just immediately being like, it's another invasion, kill them! So, I, I, I get that. They're, they're definitely known for their optimized mechanical output. They are big into the perfection of the craft of, of creation. You know, like, like they, they make sure that they are, they are relentless, not only in their uh, in their movement, but also in their industry. Mm, that makes sense. That, that's that's the most important thing to think about is that like the mechanical sterility, like organic purity is bad. Like like not only is it about obviously you want to remove a lot of your body because that's what Admech likes to do. Yep. But Metallica, like their planet, really want that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, even by Admech standards, they seem to go, like, above and beyond the whole, like, everything must be metal, everything must be machine. Like, they turn the whole fucking planet machine. <laughs> like, I imagine if you roll up on someone uh, from Metallica, they have, like, no skin. They've just grafted everything over. They they begrudgingly don't like Mars as well because they believe that the their entire dedication to the machine god is theirs alone and them pushing so hard into their industrial complex and their own body augmentation makes them better mm, naturally and so and so off and they they hate outside rule like it, ah. like there's some good things here it says the cacophony of thundering pistons, roaring generatora, clattering assembly lines, and endless binaric plane song roll across the artificial landscape like sonic tidal waves. The racket booms along ironclad canyons like the bellow of the machine god itself. It, it's literally like their level of industry means that we are number one and outside rule is unacceptable. Damn. So, how do they feel about the Imperium if they don't like outside rule? Like, because they're obviously under... I mean, they're essentially under the rule of the Imperium, kind of, sort of, even though the Imperium kind of lets them do what they want and worship what they want. That's still an outsider kind of telling them what to do, right? No, no not quite. It's more not like... Quite? okay. It's more like if you work for a company, like you're for the company, you work for the company. But if a different branch is trying to adjust how you do things, you're like, what the hell? Like, this is my my office, not your office. What are you doing? Fair. Fair. That okay. kind of thing. Like, they're yeah. still dedicated to the, to the Imperium, of course. But um, they just don't like it when people tell them what to do in other ways. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up is Ryza. Ryza. R-Y-Z-A. Ryza oh. is known for plasma. They are known oh, as the fur the furnace of shackled stars. Ooh, that's a really cool name. The furnace of shackled stars. Sounds like the uh, faction that Radon would be a part of. Radon. Yeah. The star uh, the, uh, the scourge of the Radon Festival. Festival. Yeah. Ah, Iron he, Fist Alexander. He shot have, the stars, have didn't at he? Thee. Yeah, he, he was a uh, scourge of the uh, scourge of the stars. Yeah, star scourge yeah, Radon. Yeah, you have to kill him so that uh, so that Ronnie can get free and the stars can start moving again. Yep. I always forget that Radon is optional as a boss. It was just so weird. He really shouldn't be optional. He really should. That's such be. a cool fight. Um. Anywho. Uh, Ryza was settled back during the Dark Age of technology, which is why it's generally well-liked uh, in its terms of plasma. Um, they clung to faith with something known as the Omnissia Igvita, or lifeblood of the Omnissia, which they believed to be plasma. So tons of plasma, plasma reactors, plasma fuel, plasma weapons. They love their plasma manufacturing. And uh, they also... Like they basically stood like were number two compared to Mars for a while during the uh, Great Crusade, 
Um, and which was good and handy because they also, during the Horus Heresy, Ryza became this massive bastion of loyalists, despite being assaulted by the Dark Mechanicus. Um, they lost like four-fifths of their planet infrastructure due to the Horus Heresy stuff, but I think they generally see themselves as better than Mars, because <laughs> Mars had a Dark Mechanicum problem during the Horus Heresy, and Ryza stayed fiercely loyal. And they were like, hmm... Oh. Kind of like how the sisters better. don't always don't always see space marines as as overly great because half because of them turn to chaos. Corrupted. Yeah, yeah. Also, and is that a they... picture of one of the one of the Ryza Mechanicus? Because they are freaky looking. Uh, yeah, actually, that's what most Skatari look like. That's uh, well, even with like the glowing eyes and shit. Yeah, they have that stuff normally. Oh. I mean, it, you know, it's like a bit of an artistic rendition, of course. Maybe the plasma oh, okay. helps with the eyes a little bit, but whatever the reason. I don't know. I don't know why, but those glowing eyes in, in that one uh, picture, fan art, whatever, are freaky. Like, that's like a, that's like a horror poster. Yeah, it's it's got good, like, um, I don't know the exact term for it, but the, like, like the, the machine, the evil Terminator machines. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, the Ryzas, besides liking Plasma a lot, are also very big on their melee. They, they all often have incredibly high-level, like, honed blades, very um very powerful uh like transonic razors and and crap like this um their quote is uh let our enemies come let their blood be the un unguent oh shit uh that how, how do you say that u n g u e n t ungent mm, yeah I, I, I don't know Un-gent? i ain't never heard that word before i, I i've actually have i never know how to pronounce that one i'm going to type it in uh <laughs> Okay, this didn't help. Wait, unguent. <laughs> there we go. Unguent, um, right. a soft or gre- uh, a soft, greasy or viscous substance used as ointment for a lubrication. Let oh, their okay. blood be the unguent that greases the wheels of our endless blessed artifice. So unguent sounds like a word that you use when you're trying to sound hoity-toity, and you're you're just you're trying to sound better than everybody else, and you're like, oh, should I say that it just oils or lubricates? No, no. Uh, it is the unguent uh, of unguent. our hogs. Yes, very indeed. Fuck you, um, GW. Uh, they they do enjoy their uh, their relic weapons in close range combats, obviously, and like their dogma is really cool sounding. It's called Red in Cog and Claw. Ooh, so it's <laughs> I like very that. bloody murder. Hell um, yeah. Their warlord trait is called Citation in Savagery. They're fun. Ooh, they're very fun. I I, I like Ryza. Ryza's And great. also, you know, Ryza would obviously think that they're better in hoity-toity because they see themselves as better than fucking Mars. Oh, that's right. They do. So, of course, they're hoity-toity. Yeah. Yeah, hashtag it works out. Ry- hashtag Ryza up. Right. Dude, every fucking one. <laughs> I can't get away. Right there. It's right there. It's literally not. You have to make these puns. They're right there, man. Come on. Uh, Shy also said Ryza had no moon, so they said fuck it and built themselves a metal moon. Is that is it, is that is that what they just built a moon because why not? Rise up. <laughs> rise up. Yeah. Hashtag rise up. Stupid. All right. Um, the uh, the next one we have is actually one of my favorite ones. Um, this is Stygies Eight. Stygies uh, Eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stygies Eight is a Forge World Moon. The uh, it's the eighth in a row. Hence the Stygies Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Stygies was almost felt in a re- rebel uh, a rebellion during the Horus Heresy, and it was saved by the intervention of the Eldar. Wow, really? The Eldar came to the Admex rescue? I guess the dark I guess they maybe their seers saw something in the future or had a reason to or whatever. Um okay. but because of that, this made St- Stygies 8 have their own sect known as the Xenorites, who are entirely dedicated to the study and exploitation of Xenos technology, which is oh. a big no-no for many people. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds a little on the heretical side if you're stuttering, if you're stuttering, if you're studying uh, Xenos tech and trying to repurpose it. 
and uh, likes that. I know the Mechanicum don't like that. They do not. Um, It is uh, not unusual for them to send out expeditions that will come under, uh, in order to get more Xenos technology, and they will come under attack by other Xenos populations and possibly other Imperial forces. And because of these inner uh, conflicts, the Xenorites have been forced deeper and deeper underground, both in physical terms and also in terms of in their like political sect mm. so this forge world has an infamous and suspicious reputation in the imperium but it is far too vital as a forge world to be interfered with um oh. however the ordo xenos felt differently oh, and they <laughs> they launched a bunch of death watch space marine kill teams to huh. invade in, to invade the forge world. Oh boy. And purge them of their Xenos tech. And Stygis 8 did not take this very well. Ooh. And they attacked them back. Oh boy, uh, Civil War, huh? Uh-huh. By the Death Watch. Yeah, in, which is <laughs> so in the aftermath, the tech priests grew really fearful of the record of violations against them. So they they launched a bunch of of stealth attacks with viral programming, machine canticles, and infiltration against the Adeptus Administratum documentarians in order to remove any and all data stacks that might contain information about Stygis 8. Wow. So yeah. they're just trying to wipe themselves clean from the records so that they can't be uh, uh so that they can't be like convicted. They they constantly use uh, an amount of un, like they have an untrustworthy reputation by having stealth screens and aspects befouling technologies to confuse their presence wherever they are and, and and keep any and all knowledge of their equipment completely denied. They are oh, wow. They are a problem child. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, there's surely there must be some sort of book on the Stygis 8, uh, uh, Mechanicus, right? Because, like, there's just, there's so much Civil War possibilities, and they're doing so much heresy, it sounds like the perfect setting for any number of Admech Central books. Um, so, God, I, I, I like them a lot. I, I like them a whole lot. They, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were the main faction of the Mechanicus game. I don't think they were, but it wouldn't surprise me because they were talking here that they're big on seeking something known as Blackstone, which is something that a large amount of Necrons tend to have. And so they've been trying to wrestle away Blackstone deposits from uh, Necron Tomb Worlds because of that. Yeah, we talked about Blackstone a little bit in an episode, didn't we? Well, Sounds the Blackstone, uh, the Blackstone Fortress is what Abaddon yeeted at Cadia. Oh, that's probably what I was thinking. Okay, they're uh, they're very bizarre. That their subtitle is the Ever Staring Cyclops, because they're always oh. like kind of watching. They're always just figuring out crap and. So in game they play very stealthily. They um they yeah. have shroud protocols, veiled hunters, other some of their names, um, and it's cool because they use like stealth screen projectors and and blurring out like their codes so they look like little on on um I was like screens or infrared or whatever to look at them they might look like a like a jumbled munch of static, mm-hmm. you know, because of all their crap. It's it's pretty interesting. Oh man, I I love it. I love everything about it. it it's they sound so cool. Um, and They're really fun. And I, I I like them. I'm su- I'm surprised. Well, so uh, what is their does their forge world have a specific export that makes them super valuable to the Imperium? Because it seems like if they didn't export something, oh, really amazing, the Imperium might just exterminate us the fuck out of Stygis Eight. That depends. I will tell you as soon as I sneeze. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, it went away. I can't sneeze. Oh, no. No, the I hate that kind feeling. Of sneeze. Oh, God. Uh, um, try and uh, mention that 
a bunch of Stygies once fucked around with some wild Xenos tech as usual and woke up a Necron tomb world. While they managed oh. to say the civilians, Trazen eventually showed up and put a bunch of tech priests in his museum. <laughs> of course he did. But they woke up a tomb world on accident? People do that a lot. Uh, the Admech in particular do that a lot. They really like to wake up tomb worlds accidentally. Uh, yeah, and that's... That, you. Oh, boy, you really don't want to wake up tomb worlds. Especially if you're Admech. You probably really don't want to see the Necrons. Oof. So, the, um, so yeah, the Stygies are a little bit bizarre in that way. Uh, the next one we have, though, is Lucius, the Hollow Forge. Ooh, Quote, yeah? Bask the alloys in sacred light. Ensure their scorched form be tempered with the blazing heat that will that which burns shall be ever blessed. It is the wow. solar invocation. These guys are have the blessings of solar power because their forge world is hollow. Oh, is it is it a is it a Dyson sphere? No, actually not. Oh, uh they cause... they have a they have a hollow world which means they build a bunch of shit on the inside as well of this hollow world, but on the center they have an artificial sun. So it's like a Dyson sphere, oh. but it's not a real sun. Right. So it's it's the same Wow, it's literally a man... Or, well, I guess I shouldn't say man-made because it's the Admech. But they made their own... They made an artificial star so that they could build a world around it and have the same concept as a Dyson Sphere? I think they had the hollow world first. And oh. then they they built a titanic fusion reactor as like a mini sun in the center of their planet. Oh, that's that's actually really cool. It, I, it is like a it is a, a giant yeah it's a giant hollow planet with a, a artificial fusion reactor as as a mini sun in the center and this gives them an unlike unimaginable power supply because no one knows oh, yeah. where this star, mini star came from no one knows oh, really a, a bunch of tech priests take credit for it because they can because they're dicks <laughs> of course. but no one knows. No one knows where the tech came from. Probably some old lost to time tech, or maybe some Necron shit that they won't admit. Mm. Damn, that's so cool. I, I love the idea that they they've made an artificial Dyson sphere. I I fucking love that shit. That's that's rad. I love it. Even the letter of Lucius itself is actually burned directly into the uh, into the planet from that actual um, star thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it says the illuminated letter that forms which the icon is burnt into the surface of the planet, each detail a dozen miles from top to bottom. Damn. They're uh, particularly known for forging and supplying weapons to the, their neighboring planet of... Da -da 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 -da, Krieg. Oh! Krieg! Many, wow. many Death Corps regiments are supplied entirely from Lucius. Oh, okay, cool. Good for good for you, Krieg. I guess. I guess it's one of the good things yeah. that happened to Krieg, yeah. And now there's not many. Uh, Lucius, yeah. of course, their main idea in Dogma is the, like, the blessings of the sun, the solar forge. So they have a thing called solar blessing. Or, or luminescent blessing, or the solar flare, that kind of stuff. It's very much dedicated for a, uh, what is it? It's dedicated entirely for the idea that the solar power supply they have makes their armor, like, very unique by solar-blessed ores that are used in their forges for their excellent craftsmanship. Like yeah, that, dazzling consecration and their their fancy flair like like engines shit like that. Yeah, that makes sense that they would be all about solar, the power of the sun, um, and stuff like that. Because you know when you're in an artif when you're in a hollow sphere that has a giant radiating sun thing in the middle of it, yeah, you yeah I, I could see that. Yeah, a radiating sun that powers most of your shit too. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. Like, so it, it literally gives you all everything that you've got, you know? It powers everything. That's not only that, but it's also, like... It's, it's also the fact that, the, that these damn bastards um, have a... Uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, 
Wait, wait, what the hell, Shy? I'm sorry, I was distracted because I saw Shy's message in the chat that said their battle hymn is Walking on Sunshine. Whoa! <laughs> I don't feel good! <laughs> I, forget, I forget where I was going with this. Shit, it's fine. <laughs> like, damn it, Shy! Yeah, you've, you, where, where, you've ruined the whole episode, Shy, with your where, Where's your Where's your pun, DK? I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, this is... Shy's walking on sunshine has got to be the pun for this this planet. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, definitely. I gotta feel good! It's gonna feel good! <laughs> <laughs> next planet! Next, next, next one! <laughs> um... Next one is uh, a fun one. It is known as Agrippina, the Orb of a Million Scars. I hate that I giggled like a fucking two-year-old and I was like, that sounds kind of like penis. Agrippinus. Agrippin. What do they grow? Uh -huh. Dicks. Nice cock. Agrip. Anyway. Yeah. Nice I, cock. Yeah, I have the mentality of a of a twelve-year-old. Sorry, everybody. Yes, you do, but it's okay. So <laughs> does do I. Um, Agrippina is a forge where that exists upon the threshold of the Eye of Terror, which Ooh. is why it was one of the main suppliers, or at least was, for the defenses of the Cadian system. Ugh. And if it were not for the defenses of the Cadian system and their... Ah, crap. What's the term when two things work together? Uh, Symbiotic relationship. Yep. Symbiotic relationship between the Cadians being supplied stuff from Agrippina and Agrippina being protected by the Cadians, both would have eventually died. Uh, this horrible chaos invasion, though, because they're so close to the uh, Eye of Terror, for a long time, many warp smiths, especially the Iron Warriors, really, really liked to raid the planet because they wanted their shit. This has left the planet's uh, atmosphere and appearance to be very scarred. Lots of cracks and slices all across it. Hence the world orb of a million scars. Oh, wow. That's a cool name. But, ooh, that sucks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's often made so that a lot of their industrial slaves and the like are all underground. And they use the assistance of the Cadians in order to, for protection, in order for weaponry, the usual type of stuff. Yeah. Um, they also support a lot of them stuff with agricultural worlds as well. Lots of food around there in these plants called Yeor, Dentor, and Ulthor that all provide food. And then they, with their slaves, they use that food to, you know, go around here and there. It's the usual kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Agrippina, to me, is not, not, not particularly interesting. I don't find them overly... Fascinating, personally. Yeah. Um, they're okay. Uh, however, they are known to be really cool in terms of uh, of their, some of their abilities. They're, they're all about defense. Staunch defenders. Like, uh, they have a thing called the Verse of Vengeance, which is kind of funny. Oh, um, cool name. There's some, there's some cool names. Uh, Agrippina also loves its slaves. <laughs> That's It does sound like it, yeah. Yikes. Um, it is they, they enjoy like servitors and like the cataphrons. They're the ones that have like tank treads for their bottom half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's shit like that that makes them a lot really powerful or a lot like stronger is using that kind of stuff. Um, so how is uh, how's Agrippina doing now that the uh, you know, now that Cadia has fallen um, and had a fortress thrown at it and is just you know, destroyed, and the, 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 what is it, the Eye of Terror just <laughs> open, like, because they're right there. Uh, so... Attacks from Chaos have increased tenfold, and things are getting difficult. Oh, so it's not great for Agrippina. It, it, it could, it could be doing a little better, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Agrippina wasn't just, you know, just swallowed by chaos and just completely overrun and just taken over. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a little bizarre in order to to properly like like they're it's a little, it's a little bizarre with Agrippina. They're um they're still I, I think it's like because Fall Cadia was so recent in lore they haven't quite caught up to that kind of ah. what's going on with that thing. But yeah, Agrippina's having a bit of a harder time, which is why they rely so heavily on slaves. And so heavily on their slave mechanicus, gentlemen. 
Um, yeah. Agapina actually does look kind of cool. I think their robes look really dope. They've got like dark black and, and red robes. They also have a oh. fun quote. Thou shalt not suffer to live those who practice auto-idolatry or false worship of illogical deities in the sight of the Omnissiah. Cleanse forever the galactic new sphere of their data corrosive taint and thus know his blessing. Damn, Agrippina. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're they're cool. a they're a supply world. They're a strong supply world. I actually find their gameplay to be really fun. Um just like this is these names, like the verse of vengeance. It's just really cool. But they also have this this uh, arc mechanicum called the Eye of Zelexum which is a legend of Agrippina, a servo skull made from the cranium of a fallen tech priest. And so that even in death, its withering gaze can reveal the weakness of every foe. Just some weird shit like that, you know? Damn. So if they're mostly a supply world, how, do, how exactly do they play in game? Well, because they're constantly being defending from Terra, they're often as defense characters. Oh, um, okay, you're right. That, that makes sense. Yeah, so like whenever they get attacked, like a charge, they can do this thing called like setting to defend. Um, if they make a ranged attack within half range, they get extra AP because they're closer. Mm -hmm. um, their warlord trait, which is the verse of vengeance, makes so that if something dies on like a four up, they can shoot on death, which is really handy. Oh, yeah. And they can like increase their toughness, uh, like with a stratagem. Shit like okay. that. Cool, cool, cool. So they're Last, tanky. Yeah, tanky. Last one. And this is my favorites of the Forge World. Stygis was, was my number two. This is Graia. 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 I don't even know if you roll the R, but I think it's cool if you roll the R. G-R-A-I-A. Graia. The Crown of Miracles. Ooh, okay. Just as the blessed industry of the Omnissiahs never or is ever and is ever unending, so too must be the devotion of his servants. With motion do we offer him worship and with toil and oh and with toil and with tireless labor. I don't know why that was hard to read. Sorry. Um <clears throat> Graia is known for being un like indomitable. Yeah. They refuse to yield in battle. Um their army is is nothing but like ironclad control. They're so hardwired in their lodger, they can shield themselves even from enemy psychers because of their, their power in their head. But what makes Graia awesome, what makes Graia so fucking cool is the fact that it is not a forge world, so to speak. Uh, it, so is is known, it? it is known as the Gryan Crown, a, a, an entire belt of iron that surrounds their planet. So Graia is a planet, oh. but it has this thing known as the Gryan Crown, which is an independent giant network entirely surrounding Graia that can jump into the warp. Oh. And it can then uh, travel to a separate planet, attach itself as a giant ring around it and then start using the and then start um deploying like resources in order to take what or like like resource gathering in order to take the planet's resources and then go back in the warp and leave again oh that's so fucking cool so it's oh that so it's like an actual like crown around the planet that can just warp to other planets and just take all the resources warp back and just give it all to Graia. Okay, I made a slight mistake. Uh, Graia is the name of the world. The world is uh -huh. known as Graia. It has the Gryan crown, which is a section oh. of it that surrounds it. Okay, cool. And, and yes, they, they, that entire crown of star stations can then go into the warp, go to a different planet, set up their own ring, and then immediately get a bunch of like just people to go in and sap the planet dry of resources and then send them back to Gariah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my God. That is really fucking cool. I, it ooh, is, boy. Uh, it is interesting because the Gryan Skatari act more like automata than beings. 
they will walk straight forward into giant chaos demons or or literal hails of gunfire and bombs and they will just be in lockstep almost like necrons with this Damn. this unflinching bright blinking eyes of the skatari like their mindless determination is is paramount grian soldierly is the idea that Unless the the um, the stain of blood covers their mechanical feet, they have not done their job. Whoa! So is that just because they have uh, they're so far gone from flesh, and they've replaced so much with uh, metal and computers and tech that they're just basically robots that just are auto are, are autonomous, I guess. And they they, they necessarily... act a bit a bit more like Necrons, yeah. Mm. Where the, the so lower soldiers way... are a little more mindless. Yeah, so they're way more like robots. Like, they've just completely gotten rid of anything human and just basically... They're like an admech wet dream where they're just robos. I mean, most admech are robos to begin with. That's just kind of what they are, is they, they tend to have the similar Necron vibe. But Grya is much more in the idea, like, like we will refuse to yield... Their warlord trade mantra of discipline, stratagem, steel mind, iron logic. Like it, it's it's just dedicated Damn. machine god here, there, everywhere. No, there's no going out, going back. Like this is what we are. Damn. Oh, Shai said uh, the Space Marine game takes place on Gryia? Yep. They're known for a ton of Titan Legions as well. Oh shit, I didn't I didn't realize the Space Marine game took place on Gryia. That's cool. Yep, yep. The whole Space Marine game is all is all on Graia. I, I can see why they would be so dead set on keeping Graia, though. Uh, you you probably don't want to lose Graia if at all possible, especially not yes. Xeno scum. But yeah, those stupid ass orcs, and then it goes yeah. chaos after that too. Yeah, the chaos part of that game is where it really falls flat. Like it just turns into a bunch of hey, look, here's a tanky thing. Uh, yeah, that stuff isn't that fun. great. Yeah. There's some there's like a couple other ones. Like in the book they have uh four oh so, so real quick, sorry. Um Brya is definitely like yeah, it's one of my it's my favorite from a lore perspective. They're not very good on the game uh, on the tabletop, unfortunately. Which makes oh. me real upset. Uh it's just it's just not that good. Um Damn. but they they're really cool. Like the cold logic is really fun. Yeah. Um there's a couple Love other ones. Crown. There's uh the yeah, Grian Crown is badass. So cool, oh my god. There's a couple other ones out there. There's uh, Voss Prime. They're known as the Right Hand of Mars. Uh, Griffin the Fourth, which is the Lost Forge. Triplex Fowl, the Forge of the Eastern Front. And I like Forge World Deimos, which is the Gift of the Sigilite. Uh, Malkador, Ooh. the Sigilite, in fact. Yeah. Um, it's uh, upon the inception of the Grey Knights. The, this one, they had, oh. to supply, they had to supply the Grey Knights with stuff. So, Deimos was the one that they used in order to, uh, in order to, you know, give them their stuff. Cool. Good for them. Yeah, it's a secretive subsect of the Mechanicus, but, you know, they have to give the Grey Knights their fancy-pancy shit, so. Of course, yeah. Every, every, I, I assume uh, most uh, Space Marine chapters uh, would probably want to have their own, like, Admech sponsor, right? That's like, oh, yeah, we will exclusively provide you with fancy-schmancy weaponry and armor and whatever. They often do. Uh, they they hmm. often do have their own, like, fancy-schmancy armor, as you say. Um, yeah. Because it just, it helps a lot in order for them to get what they need. Uh, yeah, in on order mass them, and... In on mass quantity. and... Yeah. yeah, often Admech have their own worlds for um, Space Marines. If, if you remember in um, Blood Reaver, they had Ga Ganges Station, oh, which was right. meant for uh, supplying the Marines' errand, mm -hmm. which they then took and stole, you know. Yeah, the Marines' errand don't actually exist anymore, right? They just got totally wiped out? I actually don't know. I feel like that actually, they talked about that in the book, where like, uh, wait, didn't, the, yeah, it, was, it was something like that. Either the Night Lords got rid of the last of them or something, something like that. I, I don't I, know. I, think, I, I, think I believe exist. you. Oh, boy, that's a risky endeavor, my friend. Um, Believing you? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a coin flip. That's a coin sir, flip, you, Sir, you do not realize what you have done. You do not realize what you have done. Every comic's going to be like, um, you know TK's wrong, and the Knight's Aaron is still around. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't. Wow, they that. Mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that last part, but you know what? All right. I was consumed by Cthulhu for a second there. Sorry. It didn't sound like Cthulhu was consuming. <laughs> you were you consuming Cthulhu? I mean, that Cthussy, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I wish I had more to talk about so I can get off of this fucking conversation, but unfortunately, <laughs> I'm I'm stuck here. The ride never ends. The ride never ends. I I hate it.